Everybody, welcome into another edition of the Aggies Daily Podcast, the Aggies Daily Blitz, if you will. Appreciate you tuning in once again today. Welcome to the show. It is a beautiful Friday uh, in North Texas and in College Station, and uh, we appreciate everybody that tuned in and viewed the uh, first ever episode the other day. Sorry, we didn't get to one yesterday. Uh, it is the Daily Aggies Daily, which is weird that we missed today, but hey. We're here today, um, but uh, yes, download numbers of the first episode were outstanding, better than I thought. We appreciate you guys downloading, subscribing um, to the audio podcast on your favorite podcast app, wherever you can hear it. Please subscribe, tell your Aggie friends, anybody that you know that's a fan of the Aggies, and uh, hopefully we'll help grow this thing. Also, the YouTube channel, uh, just tons of support on the YouTube channel for us. We appreciate you guys very, very much. We're going to have a lot of fun with this thing moving forward. And, uh, you know, we hope that you're here for all of it. I thought we'd talk a little bit today about the uh, Texas A&M offense going into 2021. How it might look different than what it looked like in 2020. And whether some of these position groups are going to be better or worse than they were last year. Of course, A&M 9-1 last year. That one loss to Alabama. 52 to 24, I believe. That game was a little close early, but uh, clearly the talent of Alabama got the better of the AM defense. And you know what? I think just about every team in the country can, that they played could say that same thing. So no shame there uh, in, in the loss to Alabama. Just barely missing out on the college football playoff. Still think arguments could be made. We'll probably all agree as Aggies fans, arguments could be made that the Aggies belonged in that round of four. Um, but uh, that was last season. We don't want to dwell on it too much. We're going to move on because 2021 is a new year, a new season, and there's reasons for Aggies to be excited um, about the football that will be played at Kyle Field and on the road against our foes this season. So let's take a look at some of the position groups. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Like I said, these uh, Aggies Daily Podcasts, we want to keep it short and sweet for you so that uh, you don't have to invest a lot of time in the morning, afternoon, whatever, your commute, wherever you're going, listening to it during your workout. Um, if, you, if you've got questions about anything that we talk about on the show, you're welcome to uh, email the show, uh, Aggies Daily Blitz at gmail.com. I am at IndyCarTim at gmail.com or I'm on Twitter at IndyCarTim. The show is at Aggies Daily. Appreciate you uh, supporting us on social media as well. So just, you know, feel free to shoot questions to me and we'll bring it up on a later episode and I'll give you full credit for the question and and we'll go from there. Get enough of those questions in, we may just do an entire um, show on like a mailbag type thing. You guys got some questions, we'll talk about them here on the air. But let's start with the offensive line, which uh, probably the biggest question mark I think on this club I don't think there's any questions on the defense the defense is stacked returning everybody on defense and that's 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 amazing in, in this day and age of college football that uh, you've got that good of a defensive club and they're going to be here again but the offense really is going to be the question offensive line's the big question we lost four starters to graduation and really the only 
Uh, only returning starter for the Aggies, of course, Kenyon Green. And, you know, I say only, but dude's a beast. So he's gonna be he's gonna be a good anchor, I think, as he was last season. But when you lose four starters, uh, there's gonna be some question marks, and I think clearly we will see a decline in the offensive line. I'm not saying they're gonna be bad, but clearly there's going to be a, a decline when you install that many new pieces to a position group like that. You know, Jalen Weidermeyer, he's a great pass catching tight end. He's also a great blocking tight end. Maybe the best in the country. So He'll be there. He'll be there helping out on the edge a little bit, helping some of these new guys along the way. So, yeah, I don't I don't think they'll be bad. Look for them to maybe be kind of sneaky good, if that makes sense. Uh, they may sneak up on some people, but uh, clearly a decline. And uh, that's, that's, that's where we're going with the offensive line. Uh, let's go to the wide receiver core now. Maybe the best wide receiver core in the country. Clearly, I think they're a little underrated. Um, as opposed to, uh, you know, some other teams that get a lot more notoriety. Of course, Anaya Smith, I think, will be a full-time option at wide receiver. I don't see him playing a lot of running back, maybe a little bit. That's just a guess. Of course, Chase Lane. Caleb Chapman's back from injury. And then, of course, you still have Jalen Weidermeyer at tight end, as we mentioned before. So, yes, he's going to be a great pass blocker. He's also going to be a really good catch, catching, pass-catching tight end. So, Look for Jalen Weidermeyer to to really uh, come on this season, but yeah, the wide receiver core really it's it's unchanged really from last season. And I think uh, I think it's going to be better than 2020. To be quite honest with you, um, five star recruit Demond Demas. Look for him to come on. I think he's got a spot here on this roster, and uh, you know I, I think this this if you could call them a wealth of talent at the wide receiver position go ahead and do that definitely a log jam of talent and i think they're a little underrated and i think seriously they're gonna they're gonna surprise a lot of people with how good they are on uh at the wide receiver position uh moving on to the running backs and really a&m i think can boast the sec's best running back on the team of course and isaiah spiller guy's a beast i use that word a lot with these guys beasts because that's what i think of course, he rushed over 1,000 yards, four over 1,000 yards last year, even in the uh, shortened 2020 season. Um, add Devin A. Chain and Anaya Smith again. I don't think Anaya Smith's going to be a lot of uh, playing a lot of running back, but he'll be back there a little bit. really think Jimbo Fisher wants to utilize him more on the outside at the wide receiver spot, but he'll, I think he'll still be back there a little bit. But, dude, you've got an entire elite group of running backs that you can work with if you're the Aggies. And even though we've got a maybe a little depleted offensive line, I still think the talent at the running back position outweighs that that uh, question those question marks on the offensive line. It should be a really really good year on the ground for for Texas A and M this season, and I look for good things to happen. By the way, look out for uh, maybe a Heisman candidate or two. I know it's early and hadn't even started yet, but I'm not going to mention any names. Let's just say they have a Heisman candidate or two here on this Texas A&M offense. Um, and, of course, the biggest change that we have as Aggies on the football roster is that quarterback Kellen Mond is gone. He's up in Minnesota with the Vikings. And, of course, we'll, be, we'll all be watching him. I think we all became Vikings fans a little bit, uh, at least for Kellen Mond's sake, um, if you're an Aggie fan. But, of course, uh, with Mond gone – 
We've got uh, Haynes King and Zach Calzada. Um, so clearly there's going to be a drop-off at, at quarterback. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that it's going to be bad, but clearly there's going to be a drop-off, and uh, that's safe to say. So, I mean, you're losing a 19-touchdown, three-interception quarterback in Kellen Mond. I don't think either one of these guys are going to have a season like that. But they're both very capable, we think, right? Or Jimbo Fisher thinks so. So there's going to be a lot of quarterback competition here early in the season. I uh, don't know if he's going to settle in on one unless one just shows that he's got absolutely nothing. But I think Jimbo Fisher is going to give both a fair shake here and uh, see which one comes out ahead. Hopefully by the uh, Alabama game there early in October at Kyle Field. I kind of hope we've settled in on one, to be honest. But uh, you never know. That's giving you, what, three games that are non-conference, Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, and then you've got uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State to start your um, conference schedule, and then Alabama there October 9th at Kyle Field, which, yes, I will be there. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see at quarterback. I think as much as the offensive line is a question, quarterback position is a question, and that's to be expected when you lose your four-year starter in Kellen Mond, three-and-a-half-year starter in Kellen Mond. But... You know, that's what I think about what's going on with uh, the Aggies offense and uh, the comparisons from last year to this year. I would love to hear what you guys think as uh, you can reach out to me on the Twitter at IndyCarTim. Find me on Facebook, Tim IndyCarTim Ham. It's right there on the screen for you if you're watching on YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, like it, share it with your friends. We'll build this thing with your help. And uh, we're excited for Aggies football in 2021. We'll do this again on Monday. And until then, boys and girls, Aggie fans, gig them.